Betches Media presents At Betches, a podcast hosted by Betches co-founders Aileen Drexler, Jordana Abraham, and Sammy Sage. Before they were business partners, they were close friends who've known each other since elementary school. On Wednesdays, we wear pink. Get to know the women who've been making us laugh since 2011. Who allowed you to take my breath away? This is At Betches. This is going to be just like senior year, except for funner. Hello, and welcome back to the App Betches podcast. I'm Aileen. I'm Sammy. And I'm Jordana. Today, we have a lot of Kim and Kanye drama to talk about. Kylie had a baby. You know, it's been a big week for for us personally. (laughs) Um, And we have to catch up on a lot of TV shows, including and just like that finale. But first, we have a brand new Betches podcast out today. Yeah. Have you guys listened to Bad Vibes yet? It is amazing. It's my next thing to listen to i want to hear it live i'm very excited i'm actually kind of jealous that you get to listen to it um anew but i might listen to it again it was it's really entertaining it is hosted by creators talia lickstein and alexis barber and basically they are like a younger cooler version of us um, everyone says you're like a less hot version of me sorry go <laughs> except like the opposite you, but it, you have to funny. listen to get it just go listen yeah you do it's really funny do you remember do you remember sammy in college would like go to the same movie like in the movie theaters like several times but she would just be texting the whole time like whenever yes. she went yes <laughs> or bbming bbming sorry <laughs> yes and like the screen was so bright and i would like look over her like dirty looks like get off her phone right i remember particularly with black swan she was like oh i want like you're seeing it i want to i'll see it again and then she would yeah. go and she would just <laughs> watching it all i mean you can imagine that. oh yeah because- what made you think of that I think because you were you were like I wish I could listen again. Oh, to again. Oh, right. she goes, oh. no, then she's like I'm gonna listen again. So I was like, <laughs> <laughs> well, I did have to pause that many times to like you know do other things. Also, last night I was up until like two thirty in the morning watching Tinder Swindler, and you know I, I would go on my that. phone and then I would have to rewind it because <laughs> I didn't want to miss anything. Because and was we're gonna really talk about good. that. So you, you started watching at nine p.m. <laughs> I started watching at like eleven thirty. It's an hour and a half. <laughs> It's gonna be like, re- like Sammy is yeah. applying for extra time on the Tinder <laughs> Swindler. <laughs> I will rewind some like Real Housewives shows sometimes. Yeah, you gotta check, gotta see what you missed. Like you think you didn't miss anything, but actually you missed you everything. Do. Some shows you can't really just listen; you have to like watch. Yeah, because the editing will sometimes enhance, you know, what they're trying to say as well. Totally. But Sammy and I are on our way to a work trip in Nashville. We will miss you, Eileen. I know. I'm going to miss you guys. I have FOMO. I haven't traveled with Sammy since, I don't know. Aspen. Your, your bachelorette? Yeah, in Aspen? Did no. we go somewhere? We went to your bachelorette. Her, your bachelorette. Oh, yeah. We already traveled together. Forget it. It was not We also went ago. to your wedding. <laughs> I feel like you're you're a new traveler. Like, you've definitely tightened up your traveling in the last two years. So, I'm <laughs> we'll fine see. with it. We'll see. Like, Just way? don't leave your passport under a mattress. <laughs> They're not bringing <laughs> my passport. You don't need a passport. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, no, you'll let you'll let me know what you think. You'll give me a grade at the end and we'll report back next week how oh, what you think great. of my new traveling. I'm gonna be on high alert. So <laughs> she's gonna be on our best behavior. Yeah. I think I think we'll be better. Now, you know. I won't be on my best behavior because like why would whatever. you? It's just me. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, she'll be on my most mediocre behavior. Average yeah, one exactly. of the behavior. You'll just see the true me, natural in her natural habitat. I can't <laughs> wait. It's gonna be great. 
Um, and if you have any really, really amazing Nashville recommendations, uh, DM us because we'll be there until you Saturday. You should just go hang out with Kristen Cavalieri. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, right now I'm trying to convince Jordana that maybe we should see Casey Musgraves on tomorrow, Friday. <gasps> I hear that's cool. Yeah. And she's like a country person. You're in Nashville. I love Casey Musgraves. I think Jordana would also really like Casey Musgraves if you listen to her. I could probably be convinced. I just, you know, like any, sometime there's a, there's a big plan. I immediately like say no. I'm like a no woman, (laughs) but I could be eased into it. I hate concerts, generally speaking, but I could, you know what I mean? Maybe it's the kind of thing where like once I go, I hate the idea of like big crowds Going somewhere. Yeah, crowds, same. Yes. same. That's why me being the one of the two of us who wants to go more makes it less likely that we will go because I also <laughs> hate crowds. And for me to convince you is going to be like, I have to really set myself on going to be able to convince you. Well, you're doing a good job. I'm like, I'm more convinced that we should go than I was 10 minutes ago. I would so go. I think, right, Aileen, (laughs) if you were going, then we could all go and like definitely just say, oh, we're going, you know, and Aileen would be the permission for me to go. Well, the thing is, I'm anti-concert, but I I was into it when I went to the last one. So I'm trying to think about how much fun I had at the last one. And like, maybe that'll get me to like actually go. I think you would like Casey Musgraves music. Wonderful female vocalist. Does she sound like the Lumineers? No. (laughs) No. She's (laughs) She's like Katy Perry-like, right? No, she's not Katy Perry-like. Okay, she's Taylor Swift-like? She's closer to Taylor Swift than Katy Perry. I actually kind of like country music. I like it's country. It's not that country. It's like vaguely, it's pop country. Oh, is I know. It's like, um, what's her name? What's her name? Maureen, not Maureen. Maren Morris. Maren Morris. Yes. A little bit. She's a little bit like. Maureen Morris. I would call it pop country. But also, Jordana, when I go to a concert, I'm not the person who needs to like be in GA and stay the whole time. Like, if you want to leave, GA. like, <laughs> we're obviously she not needs doing a seat. GA. Obviously, yeah, we're getting seats. There's a seat, no. right? Okay. No. Yes, there's seats. Of course, we're getting seats. Um, but more importantly, like, if you want to like stay for a little and then leave, like, I don't need to stay to the end. In fact, I like to leave a little bit before the last song so that I don't have to be in the crowd leaving. Like, I right. can't be in that mosh pit leaving. Right. Bobby hates this about me, but. He, he just screamed, hate it, from the other room. But Do you miss the encore? You you miss the end? Yes. Yes. Oh, the hell? How long is a concert? <laughs> it depends on the concert. It's like it depends hours. on the person. Three hours is like kind of a long Wait, time. Okay. Do you remember when we were younger, we went, you, I took you to see like Avril Lavigne and Simple Plan? Yes. I didn't like you that. You hated it. <laughs> I didn't like that. Maybe that's what she thinks concerts are like and she fucking hates it. When I was really, my first concert was Peter, Paul, and Mary with my mom. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe that got me in a bad way to start off my concert. (laughs) In like 1995, they were live and my mom took me. My mom fucking loves Peter, Paul, and Mary. (laughs) I'm joking. (laughs) I don't know if they're still Um, alive. That's why you hate Uh concerts. (laughs) You went to the worst possible ones. No, they're good. You started with Peter, Paul, and Mary, and then you went to Simple Plan. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Aileen, what was your first concert? I think think it was probably like Simple Plan or one of those. Okay. Like whenever I did with Jordana. Like that was our first concert. Okay. Not not her first. Yeah, and then like you, were, you were really into concerts. You went to like, I feel like you and Ariel went to like OAR. You were like crowd surfing. You were like very into all that. I stuff. went to OAR when that was cool. Yeah. And yeah, Warp Tour and 
Taking Back Sunday. Oh, so good. And like, I, I would crowd surf and like someone dropped me. <laughs> it wasn't great. Well, was that's like, why we need you to be the one who is going to enforce us to go to the concerts. Because if we get a little too drunk early in the day, there's just no fucking way. Yeah. But I do want to go. I do really want to go. Honestly, I love I do. I love Casey Musgraves. Maybe we should just buy the tickets so that we force ourselves to go. You'll mm. you'll you'll report back whether she sounds like Maureen Morris. <laughs> uh, Let me listen to one song and then I'll like. Okay, I'm gonna find a song for you to listen. Okay, okay. send me the, the right send me the song. best song and I'll if if I like it, we can go. A lot of pressure. The audience will know whether or not you went by your Instagram. Yeah, and I have FOMO, but have fun, guys. I'm sure I've like heard her before and just not known it was her. I'm very bad at as you know from all the games we play on the show. I'm not good at like music. Oh my god, Jordana. I wish I could bring my chessboard, but I think <laughs> can you bring Monopoly <laughs> deal? So cool. We're really <laughs> going in a lot of different directions. I'll can bring you Monopoly, Monopoly deal. deal. Okay. I will. Do you remember when I had that panic attack playing code names <laughs> because Whoa, I was like so yeah. bad at it? That was so fun. I want to play again. Code names is so fun. I M- Mike and I got the two person version. Oh, it bring is that. not fun. Bring it's that. not no, it's not fun. It's not nearly as fun as regular code names because you're basically playing with you're sort of on the same team as the person and you're both sort of your own it's not fun the fun part is like watching someone squirm yeah which i did oh monopoly deal avi just brought it to me he's listening he's like my assistant oh no you have the bad deck i'll bring the good deck why i hate that deck it gives me anxiety it's the it's it's like the the newer you know it's printed weird like it's not it's hard to even say what's on the cards i'll I'll bring the better okay (laughs) all right you bring your deck i'll bring regular cards you bring the old deck. She'll bring her travel pack too. We're sending more losery by the minute. Listen, we all know that scratchy PJs can make a cranky kid. I want my kids to be comfy when they sleep and are rested in the morning. And that's why I snuggle them up in Little Sleepies. Little Sleepies makes award-winning bamboo PJs that moms rave about. I am said mom. I am obsessed with Little Sleepies. They are so, so, so soft. I just got one that was the Checkmates Zippy for my son, Lucas. It's so adorable, and it's limited edition, so everybody go check it out. Little Sleepy's Zip Romper Pajamas, a.k.a. Zippies, the ones that I got, were designed with thoughtful details like fold-over feet, mittens, and a double zipper to make the the middle-of-the-night diaper changes easier. Made from the buttery, soft, custom-milled Luna Luxe Bamboo Viscose, Their zip footy pajamas are gentle on sensitive skin and babies with eczema. But what parents rave about the most? How long they fit. And Little Sleepies makes the best baby shower gift. They have inclusive sizing from preemie to adults 3X. There are also nursing and pregnancy-friendly styles available for adults. So try a pair of Little Sleepies today. Fair warning, you'll never go back. You can try Little Sleepies for yourself by visiting littlesleepies.com. Plus, get 15% off your order on littlesleepies.com with code BETCHES. That's L-I-T-T-L-E-S-L-E-E-P-I-E-S.com with promo code BETCHES. Let's talk about pop culture. We just did. We talked about Casey Musgraves. Who <laughs> I was like, it's like, oh, I didn't know. Okay. We're going to talk about Tinder Swindler. The premise of the show in itself is sort of a spoiler. But if you don't want like any specifics of it, fast forward to uh, the next conversation. But I'm going to take my headphones off because I really want to watch it. Or do okay. you think it's like not worth it? No, it's no, worth it's watching, but it doesn't Definitely matter if watching. we ruin it so for you. So just wave me back in, okay? Okay. All right, Jordana, we're Tinder Swindler. I'm from the Financial Crimes Unit, and you're from the Dating Crimes Unit. Dating and Relationships so, Unit. <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly. So I think it's a perfect combo. So what what was your take from like a dating perspective on the show? I mean, here's the thing. I feel like it starts off 
where like you kind of get it. And I, okay. If I'm the original girl who's like the first date, the guy invites you to the hotel. He's paying for everything. He looks, seems like he's staying there. He takes you on the private jet. It seems legit. There's like a wife and a child. I'm like, okay. Like, why wouldn't I believe him? Right. Like at first I think like, why not? Like he's like, he's not like he's saying he has all these, like he's the actions are showing that he has all this money. So I can totally see why you would believe that in the beginning. Right. Although it seemed like the first girl just really wanted to be in a relationship. Like she was like very obsessed with love. Cinderella story. Right. She was almost like a great victim in that way. Perfect Mark. Right. Perfect Mark. Um, And then the part like that seems started to get where I was like, are these women serious when they start like taking out loans to get this billionaire money? I was kind of like, think like, are we thinking like, what's, what are we doing? Like, are we thinking what's like, what is going on? Right. It also felt too early for them to be taking out loans, let alone nine separate loans. Right. How did they even get so many loans? Like, how did she get so many loans? Well, here's my question. What is the most amount of money that you would lend someone you are dating for a month? $500. That's the most amount of money. If he, if, 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 if this guy, I would loan him $500. Right. That's not even enough for appetizers in Mykonos, Sammy. Okay. Well, <laughs> why do you, why are you asking me? For your money. If you have a billions of dollars. To, if you really, have billions of dollars, then you also have like connections to way more wealthy people. And if I'm you as the dater who's supposedly a billionaire, I'd be embarrassed to ask this new person for money. Actual rich people don't go around asking relative strangers for money. Right. And like a text relationship is not real. I also like, think that's that- what, Yeah. I also think that the term love bombing gets thrown around a lot and is used in instances where it's not actually love bombing. But this this is is love bombing. This is like an actual case of love bombing, which is used to like deceive and create a bond that is not real with someone. But I don't like when like in West Elm Caleb, like they like said that was like love. That's not love bombing. This is love bombing. This is also like financial love bombing because they he spent so much on them. But okay, I right. just want to go to the first thing you said where it's like, I saw that he had the private jet and he had the mom on the jet. To me, that would be a red flag in and of itself. And I wouldn't go with that person for safety reasons. Like you just met this person. It was like very much a whirlwind. There's no fucking way I'm getting on a random plane with a stranger. Like, I'm just not. Maybe I would have when I was like younger and dumber in college, maybe. But like, I would never, ever do that now. And even if they had the private jet, lots of people who are faking it are able to access a private jet. Now it's, yeah, now it's really delegitimized private jets for me. (laughs) Right. But I think this is a conclusion I've reached like over several years But people who actually have as much money as he was claiming to have, they don't want to show it. They're private on Instagram. If they are showing things on Instagram, it's like subtly in like an almost, if you know, you know way. They're not geotagging everywhere they go. They're not flashing all their caviar. Like it's, it's subtle. People who actually have that much money are subtle about it. Right. Because it's because they don't have the money for the purposes of showing it to people. They have the money because they have like the money and they actually like are just doing the things. Or even if they have the money, those people don't want you to know like exactly how much. People who want you to know how much money they have show as much as they possibly can show. People who do have that like don't want their like house shown and they don't want That's their... True. 
Yeah, they don't want that stuff shown. Sammy, you need to watch Gilded Age because the whole plot of Gilded Age is basically like old money versus new money, like showing okay, money versus that. like old money, but in the 1880s in New York. Cool. Love um, that. <laughs> so I actually think that's like that whole, like literally the whole premise of the show is like a war between old and new money. Um, cool. Into that. So I think you would, would like that. But back to Tinder Swindler. Um, yeah, I think it's also wild that this, I mean, the, the most interesting part to me is that the guy got basically like no jail time. And I guess yeah. it's because like technically like you can't go to jail because someone else is stupid. Right. Like, yeah. Because it's kind of like he it's not like he he stole money from these people like they did give it to him. Like a loan is not really like you know what I mean? Like under their name. That's what I'm saying. Like that's it's almost like the perfect crime. And they call it a Ponzi scheme. But I don't really feel like it's a Ponzi scheme because he's never paying anyone back. No, but it, it was a Ponzi scheme, I think, by definition, because the idea is that you use the money from the first person to pay the next person. But he didn't really pay anyone. I guess he like bought stuff. He paid for to show. the next people. Yeah. Yes. Right. But it's not like he was paying anyone. But he wasn't like borrowing money from like one girl to pay the other girl back. Like he was never paying no. anyone back. No, no, no. I, I, okay. I don't want to victim blame. I really, I really, really don't. But I think this is one of the reasons why there needs to be better financial education for all people. Like, what are the consequences of taking out a loan under your name? Like, why should you never issue a credit card to someone, someone who you're that not like, you. legally yeah. bound to you in some way? Like, either they're your dependent or they are your business partner or they are your spouse. It does not make any sense. Another thing is that it's not like she was even with him in person that much like most of your relationship was virtual and i don't know like if i've never been to somebody's house i've never met anyone in their family i'm not like believing i'm skeptical until i like have proof yeah i mean it's sad that's the whole thing it's like it's sad that someone could want love so much and want to keep a really maintain a relationship because they're so scared that it's never i mean that's part of the whole thing about like the the opening part of the whole show where the woman's like you know she wants this fairy tale romance it's really hard to meet people i wouldn't be on tinder if i was like really looking for like a fairy tale romance personally um right but that's what i'm saying like she wants like this like there's so many people not interested in relationships she's finally found one she's so excited she just wants to be loved and she wants to love someone else and so like it's sort of like when she's you have to think like when she's evaluating whether or not to do this She's like, I'm so happy because I feel like I found this thing that I've been searching for for so long. And I finally found this guy. And like to not give him this is basically like in her mind, it's like to potentially lose the relationship. And that's why it's so sad. It's because like you almost so much like it being irrational because she's so desperate for love. Okay, but that was just her. What about like the friend? Like they weren't even in right. an the actual friend, relationship. The friend was like almost like a more impressive con I found like from the other guy. Yes. Yeah. The fr- the friend is is actually quite an impressive con. I imagine that he probably like his his technique has probably been honed based on how much he has done of this so far. Is that he's probably able to ke- like get people who are sort of you know, they tend to be more codependent. They're more trusting. Like I could see my mom getting Tinder swindled, like because (laughs) she just like trusts people. Whereas I'm like looking for someone's red flags like that. And over time I have partially through watching like housewives and shit, like I've now see extravagant displays of wealth as a warning sign. Like if someone is showing me 
how much money they have prematurely, I sort of automatically don't believe them. And that is something like I've learned over time. But I think that's why it's so important for women to have like financial education about these sort of things, because that that way you're like, maybe you would be still blinded by love, but at least you might have like a little thing in the back of your head. Like maybe I should watch out. You might have more, but I do think, I think he would still be doing, she would be still be doing like irrational things, even if it wasn't like to that extent. But maybe she would have stopped sooner. Maybe she would have stopped right. sooner, like taken fewer loans, been like, okay, well, at the, after the third loan, you're like, actually no more, especially because it was like every three days. Like, what could he possibly? I also think people who move between hotels is a huge red flag. Consist like people who consistently right. move between hotels. Don't have a permanent residence. Who don't yeah. have a permanent residence that you are aware of. Also, multiple permanent residences, if they're claiming to be a billionaire, they're not spending all their time in hotels. They're going between their residences or the residences of people they know. And also, people who are like that, quote unquote, rich are not finding girlfriends on Tinder and they are not locking a woman down after very few interactions because they would be more protective of their own money. Like they would be more worried about you swindling them. Well, so that's probably that's why, why she's like, oh, it's too like it's too good to be true. Like, well, it is. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Flying you to Greece the second you met them. Like, I'm sorry. If they are, there is something else going on. Just yeah, what, it might be. It might not be that they're faking their money, but maybe there's something else. If you think you've met the guy, and he's about to fly you to Greece private, DM Sammy, and she will tell you what's going on. Yeah. Or, <laughs> I mean, I might. This is legit. Honestly, like, please, I, I actually put that offer out there. Yeah. And that is love bombing, too. Like I'm saying, like, it's fi- it's financial love bombing. But it's also like, I want to have your, you know, I could really see you being the woman for me. Or like, I could really see you being the mother of my kids. Like, with less than a month is like, is love bombing. Right. It, it, uh, also, if something is too soon, if you feel that a flight to Greece after meeting them for three hours, <laughs> that is too soon. Like, I'm sorry, but they should not trust you. That is right. like the key thing. Like if someone is trusting you before they should trust you, that means There's they're something else you going somehow, on. Probably. So yeah. just don't take money from people. Just don't do it. <laughs> and don't give people money. We've all been there trying to fit everything we might need for a trip only to end up with a suitcase bursting at the seams. But with base, there's room for everything. 15 pairs of underwear for a weekend trip? No problem. Deciding between a few pairs of shoes? Bring them all with base. It is my go-to travel bag. I love that the bag expands because I'm a chronic overpacker and it still fits in the overhead compartment. It just makes it so much easier to travel when I know there's a special place for everything. It makes me feel like a more organized version of myself. And I love that cushioned handle. I always get compliments on it too from anyone who's helping me with my bags. Base is thought of everything you could ever want in a piece of luggage. 360 degree gliding wheels, a cushioned handle, built-in weight indicator, washable bags for your dirty clothes, and all the interior pockets you need. Their luggage comes in multiple sizes and colors, and for shorter trips, the weekender bag is super functional and even has a place to store your shoes separately. Every piece is made to look better with miles, so you don't have to worry about it in cargo or overhead. And Base has over 30,000 five-star reviews. Whether you're packing for a quick trip or looking to breeze through the security line, Base has your personal items covered. Right now, Base is offering our listeners 15% off your first purchase by visiting basetravel.com slash betches go to basetravel.com slash betches for 15% off your first purchase that's b-e-i-s travel.com slash betches this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. we all carry around different stressors big and small when we keep them bottled up it can start to affect us negatively 
Think of yourself like a bottle of sparkling water. Get too shaken up and you're eventually going to burst. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I love therapy. I've been to therapy for many years and I love that when I have a big problem, I don't have to wait and let it fester and let it get bigger. I can start bringing it up in therapy and talk through it before it becomes an even bigger problem. Figuring out how to find coping skills when I've encountered anything that triggers me or stresses me is one of the main things that I've really learned from therapy and has helped me so much in my life. It's helped me to be a better version of myself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Betches today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Betches. There's a lot going on. Kris Jenner is having a busy month. There's a lot going on in the Kardashian universe. A lot going on. Let's talk about it quickly because like the Kanye Kim drama, like Sammy, you said it before, it's kind of sad. Um, Like while it is scandalous, it feels very sad because... Kanye drove Kim to post that like notes thing yeah. <laughs> that notes Instagram. And like when someone makes you do that, that means you're serious. And she revealed that Kanye has like had three lawyers that have, I don't, I don't, I don't want to speculate whether or not they quit or he fired them, but she said she's basically saying they quit. I think. Right. Right. And Kanye's whole point of view is that he's saying that she's not letting him see his kids, but she's like, that's not true. It's very messy. It's messy. Kanye has documented long-term mental illness. And I'm not even saying that in a like derogatory way, but that's why this is like so sad and I would like to look away. And I feel that we're watching something very public that typically would be like a Kardashian spectacle. But I actually think that the truth of this is that it is the least control that Kim Kardashian has probably felt in decades at this point because with someone when you're dealing with someone who's like under this is a mental just like issue that he's having he's not like controllable or predictable and i think that that is probably what makes this situation unique but also really sad because the kids are going to they know this they right. see this who knows what he he probably says completely wild things behind the scenes that we don't know about and it's not like he's just doing it to to do it. I think he has real untreated issues that he has he's untreated said issues and also a lot of power and money. So I think that's a very that's a particularly difficult person to deal with because he has enough power and money to not really have to necessarily answer to those things and a kind of a god complex to where like literally <laughs> a lot of what he's his thing is also that Look, one of the recent arguments was Kim keeps letting North like post on TikTok on their like joint TikTok. And Kanye's like, this isn't something we talked about. And I was in this decision at all. And so she like responded to that. But that's also it's also pretty crazy because it's like that's like a parenting thing that I'm sure is very common, but it's made so public. And that to me is like really, really sad. Why can't they? Can you make TikTok private? Is there a way to make your TikTok private? Yes, like, can she have the creative outlet without it being public? If it, if Kim's argument is like, 
this is a creative thing that North likes to do. Like, why does it have to be public? Right. It's easy to see both sides. I would see both sides if I thought that Kanye was like really, like really believed this and wasn't just sort of making this. Why not? Like for the point of his spectacle. Because you know, I don't I believe really it. believe that he cares. I don't, but I just don't thing. believe it. Even if he, even if he, I'm saying like, even if he doesn't really care, this seems like an easy one to just be like, all right, fine. She doesn't need to have a TikTok. Like if it's going to create that, I would like, if I were her, I would pick my battles and I'd just be like, all right, fine. We'll get rid of the TikTok. Like who cares that much? If you can, especially if you can't make it private, like that is his daughter publicly on display to millions and millions of people. Well, cause it's Kim. It's also, you know how like BJ Novak in the office made Creed that word document. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she could do the same thing. That's what I'm saying. Make it private. To me, that's the same exact concept as just going private and not accepting followers right, on like TikTok. What, why does North need all the likes? Well, because she's Northwest, that's like her where she's really coming from. But also, Kim probably wants to prove that she is the primary caregiver. And therefore, she has to stick with her decision because she is saying, I am the primary caregiver. And therefore, my allowance of it should trump Kanye's complaint. And I'm sure she'll bring up a bunch of reasons why, like, Connie has not been involved. Like, when he was living in the stadium to, like, write his They should hash that out in court. Let them hash that out. Right. Right, but they're not... He he can't hash it out in court if he's not... He's not going to allow that. And also, my question is, like, don't parents disagree on shit like that all the time? And then, like, one parent kind of gets their way? Like, that happens. That's why I'm kind of think she should just let this one go and just not have her have the TikTok. Like, it's not that big of a deal if par- if they're disagreeing and, like, this is the thing that he's really worked up about. Like, fine. No, maybe she, like, will not post for a little bit. To me, it's kind of like, why are you fighting this particular thing so intensely? I think her lawyer might be, like, saying that if she were to give in to that, that would imply that he should have some say and that would like almost be sort of undermining her case maybe that's my I guess. guess i mean if you look at like reality tv shows like housewives and stuff some kids are not on the shows because one parent feels very strongly especially when they're divorced that the kids should not be on the show and i don't think that's like some crazy opinion to have is i don't want my kids on a reality show and tiktok is not a reality show but it is a it is a form of to stage you know exposing yourself to the masses so i don't think yeah. his, i don't think his argument about the not being on TikTok. I don't necessarily agree or disagree with it, but I don't think it's like that crazy of a feeling to have. I don't think it's that crazy either. Well, also what you're saying about the reality shows, most of the, well, I think it, the reason this is specific is because there is no custody agreement yet. When those reality shows, when like someone says to, let's say Sonia's daughter or Sutton's daughter, like she, that she can't be on it. It's because there is a custody agreement that lays out like which parent gets what kind of say and in this situation kim is probably trying to get full custody i think in order to do the thing you need both parents to sign off i don't think it's about necessarily the agreement i think especially for reality tv you can't it has to be both parents agreeing to be able to have the kids on the show if one parent says no then it's no i don't think it's like i think it has to be like unanimous right yeah maybe i mean again this is all sort of just me speculating Speculating, about why she won't give in on this point also yeah. because Kim values followers. That's, well, that's that might that's even not just a good be reason. But that's yeah, that's not I know, a good. No, but I'm saying right. I don't think it's a good reason legally, but I'm saying it it could be the reason why she's not giving in. Yeah. She's like sort of using North as her t- as her way to do TikToks. 
<laughs> because it's a it's a joint account. Right. So it's like, no, I'm not giving up my ride to TikTok. Or I just can't like make one for myself. Make your own. Why can't she make one for herself? Make her own TikTok. What's the big deal? I think that's her angle. That's a that's not Kanye's issue. Like I kind of maybe that's how she's getting away with it. Is that it's like this is my TikTok. I am posting my daughter on it, and like you, it's not her TikTok, so you can't say she's not. Well, no, it's called yeah, Kim and North. It's Kim and North. It is. It's just it's as much right, North, Kim and North TikTok. Right, but who is ultimately <laughs> responsible for that account? Kim Kardashian, not one else, probably. So the Chris. whoever's whoever's managing the, the content manager for that account. I think it's Kim and. Therefore, Kim's saying it's like, oh, I'm having my... I wonder how the other kids feel that they don't get a TikTok. Well, they're not old enough to care yet, probably. Or some of them are. I don't know. Anyway, Kylie had a baby. Um, <laughs> no name yet? Um, n- we don't know. One day we'll okay. find out if she's allowed on TikTok. I feel like yeah. Stormy will be all over TikTok. Um, yeah, there's all the speculation about her name because she was born on like 2 22 and then like Kylie has like a necklace that was like two two twenty two, but I don't think she's gonna name her kid two. <laughs> uh, seven. That's, are you that's sure? all the insight I have. Seven. Seven. The Betcha's mom story that was like guesses for her name that was like because one's Stormy and the other one's like Sunny. Sunny's like, a cute not a bad name. name. I like yeah, that. Sunny. Cute. Or like lightning. <laughs> Thunder. <laughs> Maybe it's Scott. The name is Scott. 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 Scott's Tots. You know, Scott's Tots. Honestly, like, no name would surprise me. The only name would, that would surprise me would be, like, Matt <laughs> or, like, Mike. Do you ever watch, like, really futuristic shows? I have the feeling the answer is no. Um, like, like super sci-fi shows and, like, everybody's names are... Like, what's an like, example? Like, Xenon. Like, weird. Xenon like, Wars. Like, the real or, like, the future. Just, like, very futuristic names. And so I always wonder, like the progression of names like sometimes we go backwards like right now a lot of like the popular names are like grandma names like what like ruth or you know like i named like ruth is like a class no my my grandma's name is ruth yeah no it's a grand it's a grandma names are popular and i um, love the name ruth this thing's so pretty ruthie is cute ruthie that's that's rusty's late grandma's name like it's it's a it was popular at a time like samantha one day is going to be a grandma yeah (laughs) but i just wonder there are no samanthas now like there's no new samanthas there's some names that have actually been around since like the 1700s that are still being used like right but i just wonder about the progression of like you know now it's like they're you starting to use like stormy or like apple or like more like nouns and i wonder how it like how names change over time because like stormy sounds weird to us like but then all of a sudden everybody starts naming their kids after celebrity kids names then it becomes a popular name and then it's just like a name you know i saw this really funny meme that it was like a bunch of kids names in a classroom and it must have been on twitter or something someone was like what the fuck are these is the kids in the class and the names are like juniper and like <laughs> you know like leo yeah right those are i would say there's trendy names i don't think those are gonna have like long lasting staying power like the yeah but the the trending names also have a progression to them like they change over time and then when do they become so futuristic right well you really I, well now i'm thinking you never see anyone naming their kids samantha anymore so there's going to be no samanthas samantha is going to be a grandma name pretty soon actually but it, when Samantha name. first came out, it was like a trendy name. Yeah. Yeah. I hated that about it. Samantha, Amanda, Ashley. Yeah. 
Nicole Lauren. Nicole Lauren. (laughs) Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. I'm Betcha's co-founder, Aileen. And as you may know, we have been in the media game for a minute. And between meetings, podcasting, dinners, etc., I need a wardrobe that works with me, not against me. And that's why Lee is a staple in my wardrobe. I recently got this white jacket, jean jacket from Lee, and I got their button down. I must say that the quality is very, very good because when you wear a button down, it is very difficult to find one that doesn't kind of come apart. And this one is not only very soft and comfortable, like I can move my arms around, but I really, really like it. It just looks really cute. And it's like Western, Western's so in right now. And then I also love the white jacket I got. It's like off white, but it has this blue stitching and it's like, I'm gonna wear it over the shoulders, perhaps on my vacation. I'm just really into it. And Denim trends come and go, but Lee is legendary for creating denim cuts that fit your body. Their denim gets better with age and their classics fit into every look. Lee's denim jacket is the one to reach for without fail. It's a classic. The Ryder jean jacket is the OG and what every other brand has copied for decades. Everyone has an icon in their own right and Lee makes denim so people can own their style and feel good in their clothes. Their spring collection is here, so get the freshest looks and cuts before anyone else. You can find your Lee fits by visiting lee.com, that's L-E-E dot com, that's L-E-E dot com to shop spring looks now. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick but can't always afford the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you, Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month. You choose whatever you want to rent for whatever you have going on. It's totally up to you. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There's no fees, late fees, damage fees, or fees to pause or cancel. So it's no big deal if you lose a button, spill something, or you just need to take a break. They have inclusive sizing up to 5X as well as petite and maternity. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now, you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code BETCHES20. Just go to NUULY.com, that's Newly with two U's, and enter the code BETCHES20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's NUULY.com, Newly with two U's, and use code BETCHES20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. So let's talk about some TV, shall we? Yes. Yes. Let's chat about Euphoria because I feel like yeah. this episode was dark. Oh, so wild. Oh, yes. Zendaya's best performance, I feel like, to date was this episode. She was so good. I think she will win an award based on this episode. Yeah. I was crying. Like, I was surprised. really upset. Like, watching that, it felt so real. And just like the way that Zendaya was like, acting in a very like a realistic way in which a uh, addict would manipulate their family it was just like the way she was making them feel bad and crying and then she would and then they would ignore it and then she would turn again it was just 
just really dark. But then it turned into this like action scene. She which, kept running. It was, which I feel like they were trying to make this episode like a mini, a, a short film. You know what I mean? Because in the end, nothing happened except for the fact that now everybody knows that Cassie is sleeping with Nate. <laughs> Yeah, I want to see more (laughs) of that. One question, and then I want to share a theory I read that's really good. Okay. The first, okay, so my first question is like, what do you think of the fact that we're now going into this like trafficking area of the show? Because I kind of feel that if we do go down that road where, like, how can you have a show where you have like Maddie and Cassie fighting over Nate, but then... You but she's not being trafficked. She escaped. No, but that's Lori. No, I know she escaped, but Lori, I don't think Lori... Yes, she did try to like trap her, but she's going to go back to Lori. She still owes Lori money. Lori's not not like done with her. There's I thought that's like a little blip and that like I, that's, that's no, I think, gone now. I do no, not. I think that somebody's going to help her pay Lori back. Yeah, I don't think Maybe. this is going to turn into a trafficking show. I don't Me think that that's going to be I'm the case. Now that Lori has like gotten her on the needle, which is like right, a I was different gonna say level, that. she's going to start going back and that's how she might pay her debts i don't know if that will be long term how she pays her debts but a lot of people who are trafficked they're not like held in captivity they just are like showing up for quote-unquote appointments or you know they're showing up and paying off their debt and to get more drugs like they can sleep wherever they want you know but the person who's like trafficking them knows they will come back because they are addicted and also in debt i i don't know if i can i mean maybe if they go down that route just to have that as like a plot But I think that episode was her introduction to, like, a needle. Like, that's what I thought the purpose of that. Like, she got herself into this circumstance in which she had to, like, she tried something intravenously. Yeah, but think about how Lori, Lori had the pills that she wanted. Lori lied to her and basically primed her to uh, get her to agree to having the morphine injected like she psychopath yeah it's also really so fucked up like you watch you watch this get worse and worse and worse and you're just thinking like you just could have just gone to rehab like yeah just (laughs) stayed in the car right well i I guess i wish the mom didn't tell her in the car like i wish the mom i don't know why she was telling yeah that didn't Didn't make sense that's i feel like endangering the sister in some way and telling her in while she's driving which also was dangerous. Like she should have just been like, we're going to a new hospital and then tell her when she pulls up there because then her, nobody's life is in danger. Like to me that that was, or locked, put child lock on the car, something else (laughs) that prevented this situation. Because to me, like that part was a little bit avoidable. Wait, so what's the theory? Okay. The theory that I read on Reddit, obviously is that Elliot is a figment of Rue's imagination because they've said in the past that she has like psychosis or like, you know, she's predisposed to, I think, like schizophrenia and that you only see Elliot. Elliot only ever interacts with Rue and Jules. And the theory that I did not, I did not come up with this theory that Elliot sort of manifests all the insecurities in their relationship and that's why, like, he's able to be sexual with Jules. And that's why he is an addict, but, like, functioning. Like, that almost, like, Elliot is sort of what Rue wishes. Like, where she projects all of the things that she wishes about herself. Like, someone who can do drugs and not get out on her level of out of control. Someone who can be, like, openly sexual 
and there were a bunch of like visual or like artistic clues that sort of implied that it's like he meets her and like they're in you know a closet where she's like secretly doing drugs that she goes into to secretly do drugs he never really interacts with any other main character anyone else yeah and the most interesting one i thought was that their bedrooms are set up the same way like laid out the same exact way with like the window over the bed that's in the middle but you never see that it could just be her hallucinating like this other room and then mm. another piece of another evidence was like she was dancing with like her dad. She was like, but it, it was like not he was not really there. And essentially just that like it's a it's a possibility that he is sort of there as a, you know, something that she's like seeing and like reflecting. So I have a question. So the scenes when it's just Jules and Elliot and there is no Zendaya. Are, is, is it is the theory saying that she's actually in Elliot's like she is Elliot? Yeah. So those scenes are happening, but it's just Zendaya and Jules. Yeah. Oh, she's just an Elliot's just another personality. Well, how did she find out she did drugs then? So because she Jules found tells the, okay. Jules. So you know when you know when she leaves the drugs for Elliot and she like yeah. blows it away or whatever. And he doesn't take it. And yeah. Yeah. She the Jules actually found it and like knew that she was doing drugs. Okay. And there was another, during that, like, intervention scene, like, A, why would he be at the intervention? Like, why would Jules bring him? B, the mom did not address Elliot at any point, like, oh, yeah. in that. No one addressed him. It was, like, only Rue was addressing him. And I was like, why the fuck are you here? This is, like, sixth sense. <laughs> yeah. And, and, or split, or primal fear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Just naming primal movies. fear was fake. <laughs> I can um, see that. So... Yeah, I thought this was a really interesting theory. I did not come up with again, and I I like That's it. That's a good a lot. one. Yeah, right. I I love I love when the movies like or shows do like fucked up twists like that. It would be a plausible one without having to venture into fantasy and sci-fi. So yeah, right. right. You've never seen him before, and then all of a sudden he's everywhere. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's I guess see the next few episodes to see if this is actually the case. Let's do really quick thoughts on and just like that so to close up the show. Ugh, boring. Whatever. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like Whitney, a, Heather. Bad weather. You sound like tornadoes. You sound, been the truth. You sound like Meryl Streep and Devil Wears Prada. <laughs> well, like you know, I did one day. I did once. You know, want to yeah. be here. So, <laughs> but and just like that, I thought. It's funny, like all the, I feel like the internet reaction to and just like that is like very much in line with my thoughts of like, I hate it, but I want more. Yeah, right. Do you know what I mean? Yes. It's like ridiculous, yeah. but you're just kind of like, yeah, I, I want to watch these women on my screen. Like, I want to keep watching them. I love the, see, remember I told you that Miranda's going to, it's the hair. She goes back to red. Yeah. Like, because they, they saw that. I, I love her red hair. <laughs> it looks so good. It just makes you feel like nostalgic. But um, I th- what I really didn't like about the end was that it was just sort of about Samantha and Samantha wasn't even in the show. Do you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. I that I didn't like was like the the way it ended because what was the point? You mean of, the way it like, ended with the with the podcast where she's not giving any actual advice and then well that and <laughs> then she that like, with hooks the up with that producer guy who was very attractive and. <laughs> I thought more so about like how she was in Paris and then and then some text Samantha like this just kind of it was just dumb like they were just checking off fucking boxes 
Also, why Paris? Paris is the place big, big left, big like left you to go to Paris and then met a 23 year old woman and then proposed to her. Like why Paris? Why is Paris your spot? Because he big? came back because he showed up at the end on the finale on the but bridge. She was with another guy though. She left him. She left Alexander. I, what's his name? If I were her, I would more so associate Paris with um, big using that to avoid intimacy and leaving her and then finding someone very young and actually marrying them. That's how I would associate Paris if I were her. But I guess she's chosen to associate it with him suddenly and inexplicably deciding he wants to be with One her after her yeah, yeah um well that made no sense either so right <laughs> and then <laughs> her finding her carry necklace in her huge orange dress <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i yeah i don't know how she how does she pack those like what's okay re- regardless of that yeah a good I, I, like a giant suitcase i did feel the way you felt and the internet feels early on in the season but the last two episodes i was just like i literally don't care anymore like i felt that way maybe episodes one through six i was like oh, i want more i'm like excited for the next one but by the end i was just like this is not there's nothing that to me was like that entertaining like that i really i didn't like any of the scenes of the finale zero of them yeah i mean like the pop mitzvah was kind of just like a joke like that was just like a parody <sighs> And yeah, the, yeah. Uh, that was r- ridiculous. I like the rabbi. The rabbi who was just like came out of the bathroom stall. No, the rabbi comes out of the stall and she's like, here's my take on your issue. I'd be like, fuck off. <laughs> but it did not feel out of place because the show was so absurd. Like to me, like it was yeah. a parody, like the whole thing was a parody. And so I kind of liked it. But at the same time, it was the advice was just like, you guys are actually closer than you think. I see love. The thing is, is though, I just... Uh, the thing with Miranda and just going to LA, what did you guys think of that? I mean, that was absurd. That didn't make any <sighs> sense at all. Like the whole the whole Miranda plot line was like the most annoying plot line. Also that they they had also already used that scene in the opposite when when Carrie goes to Paris and Miranda says the exact same thing that Carrie says to her. It's almost like, are they doing that to sort of like troll the audience? Like it didn't really make any sense as to why they would have her very explicitly saying something that she had said to Carrie. Well, she's saying that aren't people allowed to change. That was what her point was. But Carrie went to Paris and it ended terribly. (laughs) (laughs) But which part, which time? When, okay, so when when Alexander Petrovsky asks Carrie to move with him to Paris and then she quits her job and moves to Paris with him, before she leaves, Miranda's like, I think this is a really bad idea. You're just going to give up your job and you're going to give up your whole life and go move to Paris with this guy. And Carrie's like, you're really being really judgmental. But then if she goes and it works and she's like lonely and horrible and like, and the guy's like, and he's ignoring her and it's a terrible time. And then she winds up coming back to New York. And so it was like well, weird. Maybe that it's like now it's Miranda's turn to learn a lesson. It's just annoying. Cause it's all, it's none of it is done with like the character development of the original sex all. in the city show, which is like actually really smart, funny and had like really much more three dimensional characters besides Charlotte, who I think has always been kind of one dimensional. But it was just fun because like, I think of a Miranda scene like, OK, the Miranda scene that sparked the entire book. He's just not that into you when like she's sort of playing like the rabbi in that sense where she comes out and she's like or someone some guy tells her oh, that he's yeah. just not that he's like she tells she's telling Carrie, I think, in Burger about a date and Burger's like, I'm going to give you my opinion. Like, he's just not that into you. And Miranda's like, oh, my God, he's just like, this is amazing. This is amazing advice. And then she gives the advice to these girls like on the steps who are debating if this guy is going to call her. And then the girls are like 
fuck you who asked you like that was like a funny realistic take over like a well-developed scene this is all just like cheesy or stupid or not it's like so insightful cheesy. it's very annoying it's so yeah. cheesy there's no like also they don't show Miranda's thought process really about deciding to go she's like why can't i just go i just you know i've always chosen the internship over the really but like they don't really talk there's not nothing and then all of a sudden steve is just like yeah i still love you but i'm still right. i'll never i'll never move on from miranda why she what? sucks why yeah she like, treated you like shit explain anything <laughs> like they don't say one thing or like the or, or miranda telling her son where she's going and talking about the divorce or like nothing of that to me like that yeah. was just over like just completely ignored and i was like what what does what what's brady think or even like a real evaluation and this is i think what the regular sex in the city would have done a lot better and a lot more really a real evaluation of Miranda's sexuality i think yes. that was like actually nuanced yeah. and had like an interesting take of like i've been with men my whole life and like there is this none is of that. this is my reflection on like the my years past and like why i think i did these things and like how i'm feeling now and maybe i've always felt this way and i'm not really sure right. there's none of literally no discussion none. about why or how she got to that point and like to me that sucks because that's those that's a really interesting conversation they didn't go into depth on any of the 15 plot lines that they had like even the plot line about charlotte where she has no black friends and she goes to the dinner and like she's you know what i mean like she's like she's embarrassed about having no black friends so she tries to bring a black like that would have been like an interesting thing to delve into on its own but instead they just made like 17 superficial plots and none of them were really fleshed out it's it's kind of annoying I do think that Miranda's like late coming to her sexuality or bisexual, whatever it is in later in life, which they didn't really explain. That is a plausible plot line. Like that is something that does happen. And it would even make sense with her relationship yeah. because it's not like she was like that smitten with Steve and like it or is anyone. possible or anyone. Right. Exactly. And it right. is possible to sort of see how maybe she just wasn't like in touch with these other elements of her sexuality. And she grew up in like a heteronormative culture, whatever, like that is all makes a lot of sense why she ended up where she did. But there's but so much there it. that they could have right. explained. Like maybe they show her going to therapy and she like talks about how she got together with Steve and how it was just sort of like, it just happened and you know right it, they, they didn't do it work all this that. time right they did that would have been a very interesting conversation because that's actually something that happens to people or mm -hmm. that people deal yeah. with especially at that at that point in life i feel like that is is a more common occurrence too like after you've already been married and had a kid like you hear about that all the time right, right. i think that that they wanted us to just sort of sit like oh maybe the the audience will fill in the like the dots maybe they will they'll know that this was just implied based on the conversation of like the divorce conversation because remember we were saying steve is like you always do this and so me you're always looking for more but like are we just supposed to assume or is that miranda you know like nobody right. really talked about or it. it would have been more interesting to have steve coming to terms with the fact that not only has his wife left him but she's left him for a non-binary person and that's a whole other thing that could be explored right. like in terms of like how that would make him feel and not just blindly like i'll always love miranda like how about like thinking or analyzing or speaking about the like actually large thing that's happening i think we're asking for too much though <laughs> but i'm saying i think i think that regular sex in the city would have had those conversations like the real regular show well also they could have spent the time that miranda was spending in school which ultimately was an inconsequential plot line and really didn't move anything forward they could have spent that time with miranda and steve maybe in therapy maybe you see more of steve like interacting with people to 
fill in other gaps in their relationship that maybe are new or made up, obviously, by these writers that make this make more sense. And then maybe Steve is the one who, like, gets a flirtation. It doesn't even have to go that far, but maybe he, like, figures out he doesn't need Miranda or, like, they're... Instead, they spent all this Miranda time on the professor who never actually had a relevancy to anyone else. But you could have developed more of Steve or you could have even develop more of Che. And like, why is Che Che. interested in this? Che's in every scene. Right. Right. Why is Che interested in Miranda? You know, like they could have done so much more with fewer characters. Fewer, better plot lines. What was even the point of like Seema's plot line? She was single. She was the new Samantha. But barely. She smokes. No. She smokes. And then she ends up sleeping with this club guy. Like, it doesn't make any sense. And then just like, she's like such a good friend. And then all of a sudden, she's having sex with this guy. While on the phone with her. And Carrie's like, okay, you have a great time. And it was just so dumb. I just, it didn't make any sense. Although I really like Simo. Yeah, Simo was great. (laughs) She was just kind of fabulous. But she, it didn't. It didn't fill the Samantha gap. She wasn't fleshed out properly because they None were trying to make her yeah. like the Samantha rather than like a, a new person. But something else just in the first scene of the finale, Carrie also on the podcast is like, my husband's dead. I thought she it was going to be a perfect opportunity to say I was broken up with on a post-it. Like right. yeah. I thought that's yeah. what they were going to do. That's her but first breakup story. And then they say my husband died. But I think the what, what they were doing there is just to show time has gone on. So she's ready to move on. So she's like, oh, she's okay with saying that. I think that's what the point was. But it was she such a missed time. She's been saying it since like the day after, I feel I know, like. But she said it because she said it so casually. I think the point, is, without like emotion. She regularly doesn't say it with emotion. She regularly uses it as like a trump card. Right. Like, can you go, can you go get my shit because uh, Big is dead? right also if she wanted to tell a breakup story she could tell the one with her ex if she wanted to shoehorn big into the story she could have been like well there was the time that my husband before he became my husband uh left me to go to paris for work quote unquote and then came back with a new fiance like that's a that's a good story that was a good that was a good plot line and then they show up to the same hamptons party and she's wearing like this like intense cropped like outfit and it's weird and she, she throws, throws up, up in the ocean. Yes. Which I felt was a very real reaction. Totally. Especially yeah. when she finds out she's like 24. Anyway. Yeah. Um, if you want to hear more, Jared Freed and I did a whole breakdown on and just like that on You Up Sunday special from last week. So go check that out. And if you want to hear the new Betches podcast, Bad Vibes, which is amazing. It's so funny. Check it out everywhere where you find your podcasts, as you know. And that's it for this week's At Betches Podcast. You can follow me at Jordana Abraham. I'm at Sammy. And I'm at Eileen. And be sure to rate, review, follow the show on Apple and Spotify. And talk to you next week at the At Betches Podcast. At Betches is produced by Sean Kilby and Jorge Morales-Pico. Be sure to follow At Betches on Instagram. And send us your emails to podcast at Betches.com. Batches.